Wow, what a morning. I, I tell you, it's mornings like this that um, it's just such a privilege to be part of the Church of Jesus. And I, and I just want to say thank you, Church. It's just a real joy to be part of this very special family. And um, every time I look out and I see different people, and I, and I know some of the stories and some of the, the journeys that you've had, it just makes me say, thank you, Jesus, what an amazing saviour you are. And what a joy to be part of this family. I want to say thank you to um, Heather, particularly this week, with her team, who has made so much of the stuff that we've done for the prayer week happen, got it organised for us, got different things set up during the week, and, and, and kept us in order with it, which is great. So well done you. Thank you. Brilliant. Many others have played a part. I want to say thank you. If you have, in any shape or form, just participated in this week, do you know what? It's, it's a little bit like drips of water into a bucket. Soon the bucket fills up and it overflows. And it may be that you felt as though you've just kind of, if you like, put a drop into the bucket. But do you know what? God takes drops and he turns them into floods. And I love that. I love that about our God. And... Um, why have, we, why have we had this week? Well, one, because God told us to, which I think is a good reason and most important reason. But we, we know that when God makes promises to you, he promises that he's going to come again and blow, not just on you, but upon your nation. When he says that you need to be ready and you need to be in a place where you are going to be part of this with me, we have to pray in what he has promised. Just Let me just say this. This is a little bit of teaching before we get to the teaching. Prophecy does not mean it will happen. Let me say that again. When God prophesies something, it doesn't mean that it will just happen. Prophecy is an invitation for us to step in and indeed to pray through the things that God has prophesied. Yeah, God will do it, but he does it through us. And what we've had this week is an opportunity to pray into the prophetic, into the promises that we read in the word of God, and see that released through us. And I tell you what, what, what an atmosphere change. What an amazing thing that that does. And so I just want to thank you for that. And I, I say, whatever part you've played this week, continue to do that. Let me say that just because we've stopped officially the 24-7, um, I was inspired by a prayer meeting that happened a couple of hundred years ago. It started in a village in Germany by some Moravians. And, and they started to pray throughout the night. And they started just, just to do it. And it kept on going as others joined their ranks for a hundred years. They had a hundred years non-stop intercession and prayer. Now, hey, <laughs> why not? Why not? And so I'm, I'm saying just because we haven't organized it, it doesn't mean to say it can't happen. And I want to give you freedom and permission just to keep pressing in. Maybe some of you want to keep taking times like you've done this week just to press in for more of what God is speaking to us about. I just... Grab it, church. Come on. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Okay. Um, time has flown by this morning, hasn't it? But I just want to read 
some verses from various places in the New Testament, just as we continue our series in revival culture, where we're looking at how revival impacts us. Revival is not just some hopeful talk that we think about or we look back in history at what God has done. It's, it's a promise to be embraced and it's a power in which we live. And that's what we want to do. And so actually for us, it should become a lifestyle. I, I'm, I'm learning to live in a lifestyle of expectation and believing that revival has already been ignited and therefore I have a part to stoke that fire. And so do you. So do you. You can believe that for yourselves. And um, so we're, we're looking in this series at how the Holy Spirit um, continues to work and how we can play our part in that. You see, we ultimately are sent again in the power of the Spirit to bring the kingdom of the Father upon the earth. That's our calling. That's what we're called to do. And I, I don't know whether you think that you're part of that or not, but this is the commission that Jesus has given to every believer. And it's the Holy Spirit re releases that so that becomes a reality. So I want to talk just a little today, because we haven't got lots of time, about the Holy Spirit in revival culture. I'm not going to have a great time to um, unpack everything, but I just want to read a few verses and then we'll make whatever the Holy Spirit wants to do out there and then we'll pray and then we'll, we'll finish our time together. So, first of all, if you'd like to turn in your Bible to Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 to 20, I've got about four different verses, four passages that we're going to read together. Um, I'm going to read these verses, Ephesians 5, 15 to 20. It says, Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery, Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, the second reading is uh, Luke chapter 4, verses nine, uh, 18 and 19. Um, it's our kind of um, banner verse for the year. Uh, just to the your uh, left here. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he's anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favour has come. And then... Into John's Gospel, we're going to do a lot of reading this morning because actually it's the Word of God that really informs us about these things. So John chapter 14 and verse 12, and I'm going to read through to verse 18. And this is what Jesus said. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. 
You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. If you love me, keep my commands and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. And then also from John uh, chapter 20, Jesus said to his disciples, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Then he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Wow. Do you know what? We could speak so much, couldn't we, about how all the way through the Bible we see the work of the Holy Spirit. But especially, especially now that Jesus has completed his ministry here on earth and has ascended back to the Father and now with the Father pours out the Holy Spirit upon his church. And not just on his church, but into this world so that his kingdom may be seen on earth as it is in heaven. And Paul writes in those opening verses that we read, do not get drunk on wine or any other brew that you quite fancy. Do not get drunk with wine, which leads to debauchery. Do you know what debauchery is? Excessive indulgence in things which are not good for you. Well, you might think they're good for you. Sexual immorality, actually getting completely stoned out your brain on things, substances, living a lifestyle that is just completely against what God wants. That's what debauchery is. And Paul says, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. That's the message. Be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. And Paul is actually writing to an Ephesian church or the church in Ephesus that was birthed, believe it or not, in revival. And you can read about this in Acts chapter 19. You can read how Paul came to Ephesus and he saw some amazing things happen. He met some disciples, first of all, that didn't know Jesus, but he wasn't sure they were disciples. They were religious. They were kind of doing things that made them seem as though they might be kind of religious people. But when Paul probes, they didn't know Jesus. He, he teaches them about Jesus. They get filled with the Holy Spirit. And wow, a revival starts in that place. And you read about extraordinary signs and wonders that Paul did. And this this city, which was a city full of pagan abuse, that there was worship of all sorts of gods, especially the god Artemis, Diana, to, to some of us known that way. And God breaks into that place and thousands come to know Jesus. This is a church that is birthed in revival. And yet he's writing to them and saying, don't get drunk with wine. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. He's also, just in the chapter, that verses before, he said, be imitators of God. In other words, make sure that when people look at you, people see 
the God who has saved you. There's a challenge. When people look at us, what do they see? Actually, the invitation to be filled with the Spirit is, is not so that we just get blessed, although we do incredibly blessed. It's so that we get to reveal the God who has saved us. His fingerprint and his identity and his sonship and daughtership comes out of us so that people know that when you go in the room, they've met with the living God. Wow, that's incredible, isn't it? You have that much influence when you are filled with the Holy Spirit. That's why we need to be filled with the Spirit. So be imitators of God as dearly loved children. That's what he says. He's just said, wake up, O sleeper. And rise from the dead. Let Christ shine on you. Now, again, you might think he might be speaking to those that don't believe. He might be speaking to those that are not Christians. No, it's not true. He's speaking to Christians. Look at the context. I know Christians can sleep. I see it every week. But actually more serious than that is that Christians can fall asleep in the very thing that they've been called to do. Christians can get weary and tired, just getting caught up in what I call the stuff, the ministry. And it sounds good and it looks good maybe, but as we know, as we've done a series from Revelation earlier on this year, that you can have a reputation for being alive, but Really, you're dead. And God, we want to make sure that we are alive. We want to be filled with the Spirit. He also encourages the Ephesians to live wisely, not as unwise people. So in other words, to live as children of the light. Look, I, I, I want to say this because this is so important as we step into this move of the Holy Spirit. We cannot come and dip into what the Holy Spirit is doing Sunday by Sunday, okay? And then go out of the building and then live exactly the same way as we did before we came to Jesus. You see, when the spirit of holiness comes and fills us, it changes the way that we live our life. We live in a wise way. Not out of a sense of wrong duty or oughtness, although God does give us that conviction that we should do these things, but out of a love for him because he has changed us from the inside out. Hallelujah. We're called to live as wise. He goes on to say, to make the most of every opportunity. In other words, we're to seize those moments that God has given us for his glory. This week has been an opportunity to seize more of his presence so that we can be those that are equipped to go and lead others into a relationship with him. You see, when we're filled with the Spirit, his passion for lost people gets put into us. His passion for the broken gets put into us. We can't just stay, it's about me and me getting blessed. No, no, no. It's about me getting filled with the things that the Father's heart is filled with. 
which is a, a desire to see people in turmoil who can't come out of their house. People who are broken by grief. People who are destroyed by the curse of cancer over their life. He wants us to see them and says, right, I'm filling you so you now go in my name and you bring my kingdom into their lives. That's what being filled with the Spirit is about. Yeah, we get blessed. Yeah, it's been fantastic for us to experience the presence of God here, but it's not just about here. It's so that we go and make the most of every opportunity that we've been given in the Spirit. Church, this is a refueling post. It is, but it is not the destination. It is one of the places that God gives us so that we go again in his power and in his authority. So when Paul says, be filled with the Spirit, he's saying that this is the secret to everything that we get to do as the family of God. In revival, it is only the power of the Holy Spirit that gives us what we need to be able to step out and do the things he calls us to do. You know, those promises about our land coming to life again. We can't do this. But he can, through us, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Let me just say a few things about that, that, that verse. Some of you will know this, but to be filled with the Spirit is, is actually what's called a present imperative. That sounds very fancy, doesn't it? What it means is that it's continuous and it's a command. All right? So... To be filled with the Spirit is not something that we, we kind of dip in and then dip out. It's something that we get to do every day. Let me ask you a question. Do you just kind of survive a little bit? I, I know I've been here myself. You know, we, we kind of look for those times when we gather as Christians, when we might pray for one another. Those tend to be the refueling points for us. But Paul's Paul's commandment to us, or the commandment that he brings from Christ, is that we don't just dip in every now and again, but every day we get filled with the Holy Spirit. I know you know this, but why is it so hard for us to live that way? Let me say, I got totally, totally revolutionised, I guess that's probably the right word, when I came back from Bogota about 15 or 16 months ago. And God said to me this, every day welcome me. Every day now, I know that sounds obvious, and you should think, well, pastor, why weren't you doing that before? That's obvious. Well, for whatever reason, I got caught up in the stuff, and so what tended to happen is that when I kind of got reminded that I needed to be filled, I got filled. But the problem with that is it's kind of feast and famine. You get a bit of a feast, and you kind of live in the glow for it, and then it suddenly kind of fades away, and then suddenly I'm starving again, and I'm, I'm empty. Is that how some of you feel? Maybe, maybe I'm talking in a place that maybe we're, we're not even got to. I, I don't know. But this is not the purpose for the children of God. He wants us to live every day filled with his spirit. And you can't just say, well, you know, what? I, I've, ha I've had that. I've got that. I've already got it. <laughs> Look, the Bible never teaches that just once you get it, you've got it. It says 
that we do get filled with the Spirit, but we then to need, keep on being filled with the Spirit. I don't think the analogy of, of, of us being filled with, a, a, with water is actually as good as it should be. But the truth is we do leak. When we're filled, we leak. Actually, a better picture is this. It's more like a sail on a big ship. When we are putting our sail up, we are putting it in the direction of the Holy Spirit and saying, Holy Spirit, blow on this sail. I'm going to turn it to wherever you want me to be, but blow on me because unless you blow on me, I can't go anywhere. And I I, I want to get us into this habit, church, that every day we are those that welcome the Holy Spirit. We welcome him into our lives. Look, before I get out of bed in the morning, there are occasions when that doesn't always happen, but majoritively now it does. I say, Lord, fill me please with the Holy Spirit. Welcome, Holy Spirit. And I don't just pray that and then get up. I wait because I want to know that I have been filled again. You see, don't hide just behind language. You see, we're full of words. The kingdom of God is not just about words. It's also about a demonstration of the Spirit's power. And, you know, we are very good as evangelical Christians talking the talk. We've got great theology, many of us. But great theology is not the same as an encounter and being filled with the Holy Spirit. And that's why Paul says, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And he goes on to say, the overflow of that is this, that you speak in psalms and songs and all these wonderful words, you declare them, you declare them over each other. You know, one of the things that um, we often miss is that there's an overflow when the Holy Spirit flows in. One of the signs of us being filled with the Holy Spirit is that, if you like, He comes out of us in the way that we live. Look, I'm just trying to help you here. If you're not knowing this, there's an invitation for you to know it again today. That's the truth. This is not to beat us up. This is an invitation to us to step in again to what He wants to bring in our lives. That's why I shared this last week, that the Abba cry that the Holy Spirit brings into our heart, it it is often an expression that comes out in worship. Dad, Father, I love you. And, And it comes out, especially when we worship the Lord Jesus, when we worship him. Look, some of you say, well, that's not my style. What is your style? What is the Abba Christ style for you then? Where does it come out of you? It's got to come out somewhere. Otherwise, you haven't got it. That's what the Bible says. It overflows. It overflows. Don't kid yourself. Paul's invitation is be filled with the Spirit. And you don't stop. I just think it's really, really significant that he compares it with the analogy of getting drunk with wine. 
I think that there are many of us who are quite experts at knowing how to imbibe other drinks. We know how it works. And what Paul is saying is just as you know how to get imbibed with other drinks, actually, this is the invitation. Be filled with my spirit and keep drinking. That's a good thing to do. The other stuff is not. And I, I just want to kind of give us an opportunity this morning. I, there's so much more that I've got in my notes, but time is really at an end for us. Why is this so important? Because you see, unless we are filled with the Spirit, there is no way that we can demonstrate to the world who Jesus is. You see, at the end of the day, Jesus wants us to represent him to the world as he represented the Father to us. And so ultimately what we're doing is that when we're filled with the Spirit, we are showing the world who the Father and the Son are. And you cannot do this without the Holy Spirit powerfully at work in you. You've got to be on fire with this. Now, look, on fire doesn't necessarily mean all the, the stuff that we sometimes associate with that. Look, it can be. I, I, let me be honest with you. I'm a shaker. I'm a faller. I'm a crier. Anything that's going, I tend to get it. All right? But that's just, that's just, the, that's just the overflow. That's just my body's reaction to what the Holy Spirit's doing. That's not of itself valid. What's valid is that inside, the Holy Spirit has done something in my heart. I want to make sure that every one of us here today has that in their heart. And however that overflows, just let the Holy Spirit be God. Is that okay? And therefore, don't look at somebody else and say, I've got to be like that. No, 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 no. you've got to be like you. But you've got to be filled with the Spirit. Don't excuse yourself for not being filled with the Spirit because you say, I don't want to look like that. Just say, I want to look like Jesus. Therefore, I need to be filled with the Spirit. I need to be in that place where I am so full of Him that actually I, I, I can't help but leak Him wherever I go. Because you need that. Look, some of you have got some pretty awful places to go to this week. And one of the things that I learned about Jesus is that he never backed off a problem. He never backed off a difficult situation. What he did was that he brought the kingdom solution into that place. So when people were oppressed, he found a way of releasing them. When people were held captive by demons or by spiritual forces, he broke that off them where he saw people that were, were broken and hurting and bodies that were not well, he healed them. And he also, as part of that, gave them, proclaimed to them the good news that he was the one who could save them and give them eternal hope. That's what we are called to do. Exactly the same stuff. That's why what we read, the Spirit of the Lord is on me. Because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor, proclaim freedom 
Release the prisoners. Let the blind see. Let the oppressed be set free and proclaim the favour of God. Church, that's our calling. That's what we're called to do. And, and if you're going to do that, you've got to be filled with the Spirit. You've got to be anointed of the Holy Spirit. I want to give us just some moments as we wrap up our time together because we've had time to pray and it's been incredible this morning. But I, I want us just to stand and I want to give some moments just to be filled again with the Holy Spirit. One of the things that Jesus said was a prerequisite for this was that you would be thirsty and hungry for more of him. Jesus said, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Look, those of us who are parents know this, that when our kids aren't hungry and thirsty, there's something wrong. Seriously, don't we? I want to ask you as God's kids, are you hungry and you're thirsty? And just, if you're not, I want maybe just to put that to you that there's something wrong. Because his heart is that you would be thirsty and hungry for more of him. And again, he comes not with a big stick. He comes with a gentle invitation to say, come, let me make you hungry again. Let me capture your imagination. Let me capture your gaze. Let me capture your affections. Yes. Yes. Let me capture all the stuff that you, you think is going to satisfy you. But let me capture you with me because I am greater. And I, I just want to give all of us now some moments to receive again the filling of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, I, I, I know that for me, I need to do something when I'm prompted to do this. And so sometimes coming to the front of a meeting is a really helpful thing because it says I am serious about grabbing hold of what God wants to do. Now, look, there's nothing sacred, anointed about this front bit here. But there is something about you responding in obedience to what he's asked you to do. So if you know that you're hungry and you're thirsty, or you want to be hungry and thirsty, I'm going to invite you just to come and get out of your chairs right now if you can, and just come and stand here. And come and be in that place to ask again to be filled with the Holy Spirit. real hunger here this morning. I know there is real desperate hunger. So Spirit of the living God, will you fall afresh on us right now? Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us wherever we are in this room. Lord, for every hungry heart, for every 
thirsty spirit, I want to pray right now a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit. And just as you promised that when we thirst and we look to you, you will pour out powerfully the Holy Spirit upon us. And I pray right now, will you desperately uh, do what you long to do, which is pour the Spirit into our hearts. Thank you. Thank you. Holy Spirit, just come. Rest on us this morning powerfully again. Thank you that we met with you even just 20 minutes ago, but right now we get to meet with you again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We get to meet with you again right now. More and more and more. Holy Spirit, just come. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us right now in the name of Jesus. Fall afresh on us in the name of Jesus right now. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, come. I just want to invite you to start crying out. One of the overflows is that we start to sing out and we start to call out in songs and spiritual things. I, I, I just sometimes the gift of, of languages or tongues, as it's sometimes known, gets released. And I just want to give us freedom to start crying out. Let our spirit testify with his spirit that we are sons and daughters of the living God. Just start calling out. Let the overflow come. Just let the overflow come in Jesus' name. Just come on. Holy Spirit, rest. Holy Spirit, rest. Fire of God, blow powerfully. Blow powerfully. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. More. More of your spirit, Lord. We're desperate. We're hungry. We're thirsty. We say, send revival, Lord Jesus. We want to be filled. We want to be in that place. Holy Spirit, just let tongues of fire rest on us, just as, as you promised. Holy Spirit and fire. Let the fire of God come right now. I pray, Lord, awaken hearts. Awaken hearts to you right now. Lord, we repent. We repent, Lord, where we've settled for less than your best. Lord, where we've, we've said, actually, it's okay to be drunk with wine, but I'll, I'll take or leave the Holy Spirit. God, break that off us, I pray. Holy Spirit, fill us now. Holy Spirit, fill us now. Lord, I, I want to pray. Will you mend some broken hearts now? Will you mend those who are desperate for you, but know that they've been trapped by things? I pray, break it off them now, Lord Jesus. Set them free in Jesus' name. The sun sets you free. You are free. You are at liberty. Hallelujah. Just You just keep, keep calling out and keep receiving. Keep asking the Spirit to touch you and fill you. Sometimes as the Spirit lands on you and comes on you, comes into you, he just convicts you of things that you know you need to put right. Maybe there are, there are people here today that you need to get relationships sorted with. Maybe there are, there are areas of your life that you know you need to repent of. And, and it's okay, it's a safe place. Let the Spirit of the Lord right now just release His healing and release His breakthrough. He brings unity to His body. He also brings wholeness and healing to broken relationships. Hallelujah for that. Lord, will you do that in abundance right now? Do that in abundance right now, we pray. 
keep welcoming him. Let's just keep receiving him. Lord God, I, I just want to pray that as we, as we get filled right now, I want to pray that there would be a compassion download from you. I want to pray that you would break our hearts with what breaks yours. I want to pray, Lord Jesus, that we would be filled with love for the lost. Lord God, I want to pray for a whole missionary movement to be born out of what happens this morning and start it in our neighbourhood. Start it in my family. Start it in my workplace. We cry out, Lord, for our friends, for our family, for those who don't know you. We just say, Lord, save them. Have mercy on them, Lord. Maybe the ones that God's just putting on your heart right now. Ones He's put on your heart. Just pray for them. Cry out for them and say, Lord, here I am, send me. Here I am, send me. Send me. Holy Spirit, I'm available. Here I am, send me. And some of you are thinking, look, it's okay. I, I, I get part of this, but the other bits I don't get. Lord, what about this greater things? These miracles, these signs and wonders. Look, just believe what Jesus declares over you. He modeled for you the way that you can set the captives free, that you can command sickness to go. The truth is by not doing it, it won't happen. But by doing it, we'll see greater, greater breakthrough as we step into the conformity of the pattern of Jesus. So I wanna release miracle signs and wonders through your people. I wanna encourage you, take courage. Where you see sickness, to step in and say, in the name of Jesus, be healed. I want to release an anointing in each one here to have confidence and authority in what the Father has done, that you will see the signs of the kingdom around you and in the world that, that you live in. I pray for more miracles, more signs and wonders. And I pray, Lord, for more and more people to come to that place of faith in Jesus Christ. I, I wanna, just as we finish this, I wanna give an invitation for anybody here today who is not a Christian. Anybody here who knows that they have not trusted Jesus Christ as their Lord and as their Saviour. And I just want to give a very, very public invitation for you. Jesus loves you. The reason you're here today is because He's drawn you so that you can hear His good news for you. This is a time of favour for you. It's a time for you to know forgiveness. You need to repent. Yes, you need to change your thinking. You need to say, Lord, I, I, I confess my sin to you. But you then receive His life. And I, I want to invite anybody who is in that place this morning to come home to Jesus. 
to come home to the Father who loves them. And I want to invite you right now just to come, break your way through the crowd, just come and stand here at the front with me. If that is you, it's time for you to come home today. Time for you to come home. I'm inviting you right now publicly to come and confess Jesus Christ as your Saviour and your Lord. And I'm just going to wait here just for a few moments. I call you to come. Come on. There's some people who need to come home even today. Wow. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Okay. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Lord Jesus, we pray. We pray for your daughter right now just to know your saving embrace and your life coming upon her and into her in Jesus name if the son gives you salvation you are free hallelujah hallelujah thank you Jesus if you'd just like to keep praying for Jesus Father, we pray that what has happened here today would change our nation. I want to pray, Lord, that you will have blessed us today with your presence so that we can release that presence wherever we go in our nation. And we pray for fires of revival to break out. I want to pray, Lord, that wherever each person goes this week that there would be a trail of fire that there would be fire released into every situation and every circumstance and we cry out for our nation we say Lord Jesus will you save the United Kingdom will you revive our lands will you bring breakthrough will you bring breakthrough in our lands turn the hearts of the fathers back to the children, the children to the fathers. Lord, will you do it? Will you do it, Lord? Will you do it?